Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to Nothing But Net. I am so pleased to be joined by the head coach from Belmont and Bart Brooks. Bart, it's so good to see you. How's it going, man? Debbie, it is going fantastic. It's great to see you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, uh, it's a it's a tough road uh, in a tough grind this time of year as we're all navigating uh, February into March. How is it going for your team? Because I know you had kind of a rough start, but now it seems like everything's clicking. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, um, you know, I feel like we've definitely been through some ups and downs in a, a really challenging non-conference schedule and obviously going into the, the new league in the Missouri Valley and, and learning these, these arenas and these, these logistics of travel into new cities and you know, playing against some really, really good teams and really good players and coaches. And it's been, a, it's been a lot of peaks and valleys for the Bruins so far this year, but I think I'm, I'm really proud of our group, the way that they've, they've stayed the course, they've held it together. And I think we're playing our best basketball that we've played all year right now and still have a lot of improving to do. So I, I'm, I think we're in a good place and it's just about staying healthy and staying fresh now down the home stretch. You start thinking about staying healthy, staying fresh, reps versus rest is always a conversation I hear all the coaches having this time of year. How did, do you manage that February grind versus what it's like in November or December? Yeah, I mean, I think right now we're, um, we almost take a deep breath every day we get through a practice and everything's good. You know, we're just, um, we're, we're, you know, we, we need to get better at this stuff, but never at the expense of, of wearing ourselves out or, or, you know, putting someone in a position where they're going to, you know, have a, a overuse injury or, or just not be fresh for the weekend when we play. So that that's a huge challenge every year. And I think that's something I wish I had a better way to handle it, a better answer for it. But I do know that our players, they're working extremely hard and, and they're getting close to that time of year where, if we aren't good at it now, we're never going to be good at it. So we need to, we need to be fresh and ready to play and and play hard, play fast, all that good stuff. And I think that's going to give us the best shot to have a good, a good run here at the end of the season. When I was watching your team in November, you could see that where all the pieces were there, and Sydney Harvey was a new piece uh, that you were trying to to mix in. But you have incredible speed in the backcourt. You've great experience. You're a team that seems to to you know, climb uh, steadily through the season over the years because you had such great postseason success. So I know there's some sort of formula that works for you in February without giving up too many secrets. Like, what is it, Bart, about how you get your group to play their best basketball at the end of the year? You know, I, I, I don't know that I have a, great, have a great answer for that other than it might just take me a little longer than most coaches to figure my team out. <laughs> and it's taken me a while this year. I feel like I finally, you know, in the last two weeks, really, as a group of coaches, we finally kind of got a rhythm of, of how we're going to rotate, how we're going to, how we're going to get the right lineups on the floor together most, and, um, you know, how how we're going to be better at the end of quarters, and all those little things that you you kind of trial and error your way through at the beginning of the year, not really sure how people are going to respond when games start, and I think maybe if, if I could zoom out to you know, 60,000 foot view earlier in the season and play some of our younger kids through the really difficult non-conference schedule more, but it's so hard when you're in the middle of it, you're trying to win the game that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in hindsight, 
you know, going through what we went through, we'd have been a better team now had I played some of our younger kids in those stretches. So I think it's just trial and error learning uh, as you go. And I, I know I got a lot of getting better to do as a coach, but man, uh, I really like where our team is right now. You played a hard schedule in the non-conference, but I always believe that, that maybe the portal has changed some things now, but I always believe that coaches have a really good vision about what kind of schedule their team needs so that they can be at their best at the end of the year. When you look back on that hard schedule, would you have changed it or would you have continued maybe, like you said, play the younger kids a little bit more, but would you have changed the level of competition that you faced? You know, I, I had some very long nights during the middle of it. <laughs> and I, I know you were, you were around and saw a couple of those nights, um, but no, I wouldn't change a thing. And I wouldn't change a thing because I think we're we're having success and we're confident right now as a group because we went through those experiences. And had had I prepared the path for our team, I'm not sure they'd be as good a team as preparing our team for the path that's ahead of us. So I, I think we uh, we as a program try to do that every year. And I came from Coach Bruno's program where he does that every year. And I really don't know any, way, any other way to do it. And I think that's for us to try to move ourselves up uh, and to be the next level of team and 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 able to compete with the next level of team, uh, we've got to we've got to put ourselves in those positions as many times as possible. I know that you are a terrific in-game adjuster. Uh, I know that you have because I've watched you for so many years and and have watched your success and knowing that you came from Coach Bruno's coaching tree. I I look at. Um, this time of year, not just what you might change or tweak in the second half, maybe hold the press to the second half or hold a zone to the second half when you want to change it up, but also um, the people that you're incorporating, like your young players now, the second half of the season. How much of that can you pre-plan in advance, or is it something that you just have a feel for because you've experienced it so much as a head coach making decisions, you know, late? late in the season or late in a second half? Yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of it, you try to pre-plan. I mean, we worry about everything as coaches. I mean, we, we just walk around miserable all the time because we're worried about all the horrible <laughs> things that could happen and what we're going to do if this happens and what we're going to do if that happens. Um, and so I think you try to plan for, for some of those things and, and try to have it laid out. But mm -hmm. I think I've found that it's probably more the other way for me of, of, you know, we're in the middle of a game and, and we're struggling and it doesn't make sense to do this, but it just feels like I need to do this. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes, you know, who in the world is coaching that team? That's what everyone's thinking. But, <laughs> um, but I think, I think more, more than anything, it's our, our players, I think having the, having the belief in what we're doing and in the buy-in that every decision we make as a staff, we tell them we could make a, a horrible call out of a timeout and they go and they make a play anyway. And that the number of times that's happened, you know, people would be astounded, you know, coaches shouldn't talk about that as much as it actually happens. But, um, you know, I think our players, our players are just in a confident place. And I think they've gained that confidence. I've got a great coaching staff. I've got a group of assistant coaches that, that they're with these players every day after practice, getting extra shots, working on, working on something to help them get more confident, more skilled, more, more reps of, of something that's going to help them in a game. So uh, I, I think our players are really the answer to the magic of, of the end of the year. And so how has it been in the Valley going around, getting ready to go through a second time? Um, 
some teams have already played twice. But when you're um, trying to advance prep for the league, knowing I know how much respect you have for the league. I know how much they were looking forward to your team being, your program being there. Uh, also, uh, Mur Murray State being the new additions this year. Um, like, w what has it been like? You know, I know you said you have to adjust. Uh, as a, a shooter, I mean, I mean, the gyms are different. The lighting's different. The, the stuff that you don't think are a big deal might affect some of your kids. Has any of that stuff, that little detail stuff, bothered your kids in terms of playing and competing in the Valley? Yeah, I think it's it's been for sure unique and different. And I've I've used the analogy that when you walk into a room and you know everyone, and then there's two people that you meet for the first time, but you know everyone else, it's easy to remember their names. But when you go into a room and you meet 12 new people all at once, it takes a little time and, and effort to figure out, okay, who's that again? Who's that? And, and that's kind of what we're, we're dealing with right now with learning new schemes, new, new programs, new styles of coaching, playing, playing a group of really good coaches for a second time to see how they're going to adjust to the first game and how they're, they're going to do stuff differently. Um, being in Iowa in January and there's snow everywhere yeah. and our players, we have to buy them winter coats and hats and gloves. They don't even know, you know, a couple of them have never seen snow like that. So it, it's definitely been an adjustment in terms of traveling where we've been and the gyms are really difficult to play in. And that's, you know, playing on the road in college basketball anywhere is hard. And in this league, you know, I think at any time you play league games where you're playing the same people and you're watching the same teams over and over, you get really familiar. And so it's been, it's been an unbelievably great challenge for us and we love it and we're excited about it. And, you know, starting round two and, and getting into some of the repeat now uh, we're, we're excited about, you know, being able to make some adjustments and, you know, take, take the next step of, of learning these teams and learning this league. Bart, as long as I, I've known you, um, I never think you ever have a bad day. And some great leader told me once that the head coach can never have a bad day in practice, right? The, the head coach has to always be ready and, and find some reservoir of energy and strength to be able to get your team ready. Where do you go when you need to find that extra level that, you know, this time of year can provide? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way of looking at it. And I think I agree with that 100 um, percent. I think I get it from home. I got two little boys. My oldest is about to turn eight on Saturday. He's going to do it at a Belmont basketball game of all places. So I can't that's the best best of both worlds. And then I've got a little five year old as well, two little boys. And when I go home at night and we've had a bad practice or we, we lost a game and you know, by eight-year-old, eight, almost eight-year-old, he'll say, "Dad, you guys struggled tonight, huh?" It's like, "Yeah, we sure did." But, but then he just wants to play basketball, and and so I go play basketball with him, and everything gets, gets back to kind of a different perspective and a different, a different understanding. And I think having boys of my own, uh, little guys, it's helped me really have a a lot different perspective about the young ladies I get to coach every day. That that every person on my team that I'm coaching is someone's little girl and just keeping that in perspective when you're coaching these kids that they're people that you know they've they've got good and bad days and they're dealing with all sorts of chaos and, and craziness outside of the basketball court where everyone sees them compete and perform and so that's helped me kind of keep a perspective and then you know my beautiful wife who I'm fortunate enough to you know go home every night with my hair on fire thinking the world's ending and and then I wake up the next morning and go to work and I don't think there's anyone who can beat us because she kind of gives me that 
that just comfort and and confidence in myself. So I, I couldn't do it without those guys. That's for sure. Just one last thing, because I want to spin it the other way, because uh, I have three boys and they have been around a lot of really strong, powerful women that they have learned a great deal from. When you look at your guys and they're in the gym with your team and it's all women and it's you in the gym with them, you know, what do you see in them or what do you hope that you'll see as they develop and grow and, and become responsible young guys? Yeah, I, I think what they're they're growing up, they're seeing the players that that I'm blessed to coach as really strong, powerful, independent, tough, um, just really capable young women. And there's an appreciation for that, that these young, young guys get to grow up with that I didn't grow up with, that a lot of, you know, a lot of guys don't grow up with when they're not around women's sports as much as, as they should be. And um, I'm just thrilled that my boys get that experience through uh, firsthand experience of watching our team, watching our players and you know, they're bringing their little teammates that we, the last game, last home game, we had a, we had eight little, little guys behind our bench screaming their heads off for every, <laughs> every good thing or every bad thing that happened. And just having, having that excitement for, for the game and for, for athletes competing and really having yeah. an appreciation for that is really cool at a young age. And I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, we've, we've got the ability to, to experience that together. Well, that's pretty cool. I know I've seen it in my guys. They're grown up now, and I, I hope they'll always find that level of respect and treat everybody with, with great respect, which I know you're, you and your wife are, are doing a wonderful job with your kids. Bart, just a parting shot, like one or two things that maybe uh, you have learned from your time in the Valley so far that um, you did anticipate or did not expect Yeah, I I think I knew the league was was going to be a a level of competition greater than than what we were used to night in and night out. What I probably didn't understand fully was that you could play you could play really well and still get beat. But if you played bad, you you are going to get beat like you can't win. And if you don't play well and um, I, I think we all kind of thought that going in. But man, after the first 12 games, that is. 100% 100% accurate that if you don't, if you don't play well, you will get beat. And that's, that's an awesome thing as a, as a coach to just, you can't sleepwalk through any of these, these games. And I think maybe the, the, the most exciting part for me is just looking at the the future of where this league can go. I see, I see teams and programs that are as competitive. We've, we've played as good a schedule as anyone in our league. And there haven't been teams we played in our non-conference that that our league teams couldn't have beat. And so I think the level of talent of this league, where we can go and what we can do, hopefully moving forward, is uh, to be able to have you know two, three, four teams go to the NCAA tournament instead of one or two teams go to the NCAA tournament. I think there's there's potential for that, and I think there's there's um, I think there's a desire for that around the league in terms of the administrative support and and where we're going. So to me, I'm not sure I really understood that, how close we are to being maybe at that next level of really, really good at this league. So I'm excited about that for the future. We knew the coaching was good. We knew the competition would be good. The resources are good uh, and the people are outstanding. And you just add to all that part, you and your program have made the Valley stronger and tougher and 
I agree with you. It has been more than a, a one bid league for many years, which should continue to do so. Boy, if they could ever get to three bids, that'd be pretty cool for the NCAA tournament. Um, thank you so much, Bart, for taking time out of your schedule and your game prep to be able to spend some time with us on Nothing But Net. You're the best, Debbie. Thank you.